0: Hi, I'm Ginny. And I'm Tim. And we are... The Irreverends. Woohoo! Back after sabbatical.
1: Well, one of us is back after sabbatical. Well... The other has been slaving away in the salt mines of the parish.
0: Okay, so here's a bit of advice. If you ever get the opportunity for somebody to pay you not to work... Take it? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah. it was awesome, but it meant that then the it was the so good. Was on it
1: was so good. It was like you being president.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was better than good. It was. It took me like a month to unwind. Yeah, but it was really, really great. And we're sorry that we didn't warn you. Most, most Boy, of that I was just
1: course. like leftover poison from when I was your curate. So
0: I was still having to cope with that. No, <laughs> I was more like having to cope with the grief. It's you being gone
1: oh don't stop yeah i said don't I, stop yeah,
0: don't stop <laughs> um no it was just you know it was like waking up every saturday night like and thinking i i should be at church like getting ready for a church the next day and i don't oh have my, God, my sermon ready my sermon <laughs> yeah it was it's just like a whole new set of bad dreams about like Good missing times. tests or something Good but times, it was wonderful yeah. and we're sorry we forgot I totally had planned on being willing to do the podcast every week. And the reality was I couldn't. And so we're sorry we were on sabbatical and didn't warn you. But...
1: We're still alive.
0: You get us new and fresh. Yes. Every week. And... Well,
1: we are going every week.
0: Well, most weeks. Yes. Like next week, Tim is going to be in Turkey. Yes. And his lovely wife, Tanya, will be joining me.
1: Yeah, for the next... As a
0: guest host. A couple weeks. And... We will be doing a um, a website. We'll tell you about. We're going to be doing it in the new year. That's right. And with Beaten. some new features and all that. So woohoo!
1: All those nerdy words I use that everybody wants to know what they actually are, we'll be able to define them finally.
0: Yeah. Well, and we can. You'll you'll have ways to like. We can share. We can share
1: recipes. We can, you know.
0: And laundry tips, like oh, yeah. when the gospel is about. Tell you like, what, when Tanya's on,
1: you want to talk laundry tips? She's the laundry queen.
0: Is she really? She
1: is. She but loves. Think, she actually loves doing laundry, which is really good for me. So right.
0: Yeah. Laundry is one of the chores in my household that I really like to do. Yeah, I think that I it's better just it to buy
1: new clothes personally.
0: <laughs> so the worst to, chore to me is emptying the dishwasher. I hate the way the dishes feel all squeaky, and then mm-hmm. like the mugs and stuff have, have a little s- pile of water water
1: on top of them, and it gets oh, all over. Oh, hate and,
0: that! Hate that! Drips all so, over.
1: Yeah. It's all so, moist.
0: Hey. Oh yeah, I hate the word moist. I hate it. <laughs> I know. I hate that's why that it sound. Oist. Moist. I know. Moist.
1: Moist. Ointment. There th- actually, we'll be talking a little bit about ointment today because of
0: will of we first really? Read. Yeah. Ointment. Oh, I didn't remember moist that. Oh, ointment. Oh, because actually, at St. John's Church, out here in Washington, we're doing Amos because we have a. There's um, two tracks during the summer, and Tim wanted to do Jeremiah, and so we'll do Jeremiah. Oh, there, there's a balm.
1: In Gilead. Balm. Well, actually, there's no balm in Gilead. but
0: there's... There is no But It's a question. Is there no balm in Gilead? Right.
1: So That's getting ahead of ourselves. But we
0: get ahead of ourselves. Often. Don't we? So yeah. That hasn't we? changed. I know. Yeah. Not much has changed. No. My hair is shorter. Hair is,
1: yeah, I was about to say it.
0: I had seven inches. It'd curls, be
1: impossible no. for me to make my hair any shorter. So
0: Yeah. Well, there's your My beard's your shorter. Beard. Yeah. Because I, yeah.
1: Yeah. I live in Arizona and it's horrible
0: what is arizona yeah. yeah
1: it's like i live the on the surface of the sun <laughs> i didn't shave song? my beard it just kind of what caught was fire that song about? Um,
0: what was that song that had something about the surface of the sun yeah i'll think of it later all right um okay, okay. so <clears throat> how about i'll read the hebrew bible lesson okay because the gospel lesson is foolishness yes. the gospel lesson is a nightmare Nobody, nobody lesson, in 2,000
1: years have quite figured it out.
0: And if the gospel lesson could be represented by an emoji, it's the scream emoji. So I'm going to read the easy one.
1: Wow. Well, thank you for that. Jeremiah,
0: the prophet Jeremiah. It's
1: not quite the chapter easy one. Chapter 8. It's all lament, so just saying.
0: Versus, yeah, but still, it's easier to understand than the gospel. You just wait. Jeremiah 8, verse 18 through chapter 9, verse 1. Yeah, okay, this is so uplifting. My joy is gone grief is upon me my heart is sick hark the cry of my poor people from far and wide in the land is the lord not in zion is her king not in her why have they provoked me to anger with their images with their foreign idols the harvest is past the summer is ended and we are not saved for the hurt of my poor people i am hurt i mourn and dismay has taken hold of me Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then has the health of my poor people not been restored? Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears, so that I might weep day and night for the slain of my poor people. And here endeth the cheerful lesson from Jeremiah.
1: Hmm. Wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. Yeah, that would be weird. Just sort of weird. So where what, are we here, Tim? What we have here... Where is this grief?
1: Where we are here is... All right, where we so find
0: ourselves.
1: We find ourselves with the Babylonian army approaching rapidly to destroy Jerusalem. Mm, so can it hear is, the boots. It is,
0: hear the boots, see the dust.
1: Yeah, like hear the horses, see mm-hmm. the siege engines, all that. So basically at this point... Despite what Jeremiah has been prophesying, Amos has been prophesying, Isaiah has been prophesying, because we're all kind Isaiah, of semi-contemporary. The
0: British way, in yes, the British fine. way. Mm-hmm.
1: We are to the point now where nothing can be done. There's no way they can turn. And Sort
0: of like climate change. You know, oh, it's,
1: it's exactly like climate change. Yeah, right? we're past we're, the tipping we're, point, we're, people. We're past this point, and now we have to deal with it. And when right. you are to this point where all you know... It's, it's kind of like that feeling that you'd get when you were like, say, in high school and you did something Ugh. stupid like, and you got caught. Like <laughs> your mom's best friend caught you out smoking cigarettes or something like that. Not that that ever happened to me. No, wink, I'm wink. sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know that Claire was on the phone to Carol that afternoon. Yeah. And when you get home. Yeah, my
0: version of that yeah. was to be caught drinking and have somebody take you to the shuttle bus to take you home, and it turns out your father is driving the shuttle bus.
1: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, so, it's a, it's so that, it's pretend that, it's that's happened. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, it's, it's even worse, though, because like people are going to get killed, and the temple's going to be destroyed, and there's nothing you can do about it. And so when you're at that point, and you know that there's just no way out, a perfectly reasonable thing to do is to lament. Right right and this is and that's where we are this is where we are with Jeremiah Lament
0: and and there's there's something interesting that I didn't really know how to express in my reading because I'm not a trained actor there is this little moment Jeremiah is saying is the lord not in zion is her king not in her and then there's a parenthetical yeah and the parenthetical is a quote why have they provoked me to anger with their images with their foreign idols it's like it's Close like god breaking
1: the fourth wall there yes yeah
0: yeah, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Because Jeremiah is asking this rhetorical question, is the Lord not in Zion? Yeah. Is her king not in her? And the king answers.
1: And and there's this it's like kind but of But it's this,
0: almost like you're overhearing the king's thoughts, yeah. really.
1: Right. And and then it's like then it like totally code-switches into God speaking, right? Yeah. It's it totally code-switches into like this oracle of God being very sorrowful that the people have chosen this path to bring the Babylon down on people. them. For the people. Yeah. Yeah. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no ointment that could heal this and make it right?
0: Yeah. Because God also recognizes. It's not God's wrath. It's that they have gone past the tipping point of where they can return.
1: Yeah. At this point, and and furthermore, they have completely pissed Nebuchadnezzar off. There's no way around it. He's coming.
0: (laughs) Right. I mean, there's always... In God's kingdom, I mean, there were there are other stories in the Hebrew Bible where something seems hopeless and God shows up. But the problem here is that it, the people have completely lost their way. Yeah.
1: The human and agency has set them on a course that is irrecoverable.
0: Right. You can't. Ear what?
1: Irrecoverable. Oh. <laughs> Not recoverable. Is that better <laughs> I, English?
0: I thought. No, no. I thought you were saying Irredeemable. irrevocable. Irredeemable. Irrevocable would also work. But yeah. I thought you were saying it weird. Like, um, anyway.
1: Irrevocable. So,
0: so this is part of what's touching yeah. is that grieving for the people, even as this is coming upon them. Yeah.
1: And there's kind yeah. of this, I love the, the Balm and Gilead subtext yeah. too, because there's actually two different substances that that can refer to. Both of them resins of different trees, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the uh, pistachio lentiscus. It well sounds know.
0: like pistachio mint ice cream. Mm,
1: sort of. But the resin mm-hmm. from that tree produces uh, what's called mastic, which was a, an ancient uh, kind of thing to, to calm your, your tummy. So oh. when, you've, when you've eaten the bad things, it's, it's uh-huh. what would actually make it palatable and get mm-hmm. you through the suffering of that. Mm-hmm. And it was also a good antifungal. And the other one <laughs> is... Uh, this is important sorry. stuff, right? I'm sorry, like, this is serious so, medicine. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's serious medicine for the time, mm-hmm. right? And then camphora mm-hmm. gilia
0: like camphophonique
1: kind of um, camphor. But that's actually what produces the resin balsam, ah. which which is important in our own tradition because that's what makes chrism smell so good right. when we do baptisms. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it, it also is kind of has this healing property for skin conditions and wounds. And so like is there so is the, this is this stuff that, that could heal the sourness and, and heal the wounds available and no it's not.
0: So so part of what's interesting to me is the two potential substances it could be. One is that heals your stomach when something has quote made you sick. Mm-hmm. Like like when you're really upset, we use we use that phrase, oh my god, it made me sick to my stomach. Right. And that's really part of what's wrong with God's people here. They've gone too far. their own behavior has made them sick and they're and the question is, is there anything that can heal that? Mm-hmm. And that balm that normally would heal you, it can't take that away and then right. and then the other, the idea that it could heal wounds to your skin, the sort of battle scars that people have right and and what this is saying is, the sort of battle scars that have been inflicted are not the sort of thing that we can fix. It's very mm-hmm. sad. So I want to just real quick say, you know, I, I mentioned equating this to um, global warming and being past the tipping point. You know, there there does come a time of reckoning, sometimes whether it's in a job or a relationship or something where you have reached the point of no return. That is actually that. Yeah. when sometimes when God acts, is in that place where there is no way. And when there is complete desperation and you've tried all the ways
1: right.
0: that you know.
1: It's it's almost kind of like, you know, the the 12-step thing where you, you hit rock bottom and it's only right. when you get there that the grace can begin to work that's its right. way into, into healing you.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, and that's, and actually, the only thing that can heal is for them to be destroyed and start over. And that yeah. actually is part of that pattern of life, death, and resurrection that right. we know of, uh, that we recognize in the New Testament, is that the people are so sick, they have gone so far astray that the only way to do anything is just is for what has been to die, mm-hmm. and and then the people end up finding themselves and their community and rebuilding their yeah. identity
1: because that's that's part of it, right? That's part of the twelve-step process: is you have to go out and apologize
0: mm.
1: to the people that you've wounded, the people right. that. You wounded and those wounds took you to that place. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: So what's going to happen is that Jerusalem is going to be destroyed and the people are going to be taken into captivity in Babylon. And there, over time, they will find themselves again and And they will be restored. But sometimes you you really do. There is something true about this idea of hitting bottom and having the rupture. Yeah. Yeah. so should we move on to this really obvious, so easy to understand. Easiest story? parable to understand in the oh entire gosh. New Testament. Yeah. You know, when oh, they've yeah. got a title, the unjust steward. Yeah. So good luck with that, Tim. Why don't you read it for us? Okay.
1: So this is Luke sixteen one through 13. Jesus said to his disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master has taken the position away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I've decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, "'And how much do you owe?' He replied, "'A hundred containers of wheat.' He said to him, "'Take your bill, and make it eighty.' And his master commended the dishonest manager, because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourself by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes.'" Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then, if you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust you with the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters. For the slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. And here the lesson.
0: Wow, that sure doesn't need any explanation at all, does none,
1: it? None at all. All right, so let me just start by saying nobody gets this. I mean, really.
0: Well, the lawyer in me says, even the stories that he gives to build as evidence for even the last sentence, you cannot serve God and wealth, mm-hmm. make no sense. No, it's not just that the content of this weird story doesn't make sense. It's that the story the story's plain meaning added up doesn't then lead to the conclusions.
1: You cannot here. serve God and wealth. Yeah.
0: No. It doesn't But
1: but the thing about the parable is that it makes perfect sense, right? Like on its surface, the on story the surface, makes perfect sense. Makes, You're like,
0: okay. Here's Okay, what,
1: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go make sure that people are gonna be grateful that I did something for them and maybe they'll let me crash their couch.
0: Okay. So that makes sense, including the idea that he doesn't want the master to know how bad he's really been. So even if mm-hmm. we didn't overhear his thoughts where he says, I'll make some friends by reducing their debts. Mm-hmm. He still, it still makes some sense what he does mm-hmm. so that the master doesn't know how bad he's actually been. You know, he's given the master some return. Right. Like the the dishonest steward's behavior feels very human.
1: Totally. But what makes it weird is, is Jesus commending it. Right. So, and,
0: right, and saying that, where is that? Um, and
1: his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly.
0: Well, and I tell you, make friends for yourself by means of dishonest wealth. So what, we're supposed to sell, sell weed or we're supposed to extort people <laughs> or what?
1: I don't think that's quite it. Like, there's, wh- there's actually one really interesting word thing that happens here that we miss because it's in English and translated in English that I do want to point to. Is it the word dishonest? says something. It's actually homes. Homes? Right. Right? So when I'm dismissed as manager... That doesn't help me much. People... Wait. Wait. Wait for it, Jenny. Wait for it. I'm going to try to... When I'm dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. And then when Jesus is saying, make friends for yourself by means of dishonest wealth so that when it's gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. It's actually two different words in Greek. So the first time... It's oikos, which is, you know, your basic, like, this is a That's, structural dwelling. is that a Greek dwelling. yogurt? Yeah, it is, actually. <laughs>
0: okay, just
1: home, saying. Home yogurt.
0: Uh-huh, just saying. Okay. Yeah.
1: So it's also the word where, where, like, the word economy comes from and everything. So the, the, the means of money within the house, right? The second time, when Jesus is saying that when it's gone, they may welcome me into the eternal homes, it's actually skinas, tents. Like, you know, the portable things you carry around to camp in.
0: How does that still make sense that if so, you make means make money so, by so, means of dishonest wealth, they will welcome you into their tent?
1: Well, the interesting thing, though, right, is if you have a house, you can fill it with things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're a nomadic and you're living in a tent, you can't carry too much with you. Right. So basically, one, thing that, one way I think you could read this is saying... You know, you don't want to you want to be careful because you don't want to slip into like a dualism thing where the stuff of the world's evil and all this other stuff because, you know, God made it and it's good. But there is so much in our society and so much in the way that human society works that is just dishonest. Right.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: There, There are these and these if nothing else, there's negative externalities to how things are produced. That are not really truly accounted for. Wait, in negative
0: economy. externalities as to how things are produced. You mean like child labor or pollution? Yes. that comes from. Okay, right. Negative. So whereas most of us would say negative effects, unintended negative consequences. Um, you say negative um, externalities. Gotcha. I'm, I'm
1: speaking. I'm speaking with the words. It's of... It's been it. a
0: while. I know. I've been. I know. I've been on sabbatical. Okay. I Macroeconomics. Gotta get my vo- I gotta get my ba- my right. vocabulary back up. Okay. <laughs>
1: no. So basically, you know, in a way, you could almost look at this as saying this is a recommendation to cast off all those dishonest things, those things that might be produced that way. And I, I admittedly, this might be a bit of a stretch, but it's something that I've been working through on the worst study with it. Because when you let go of all that stuff, then those negative impacts are not enforced upon the child slave. The pollution is mitigated somewhat.
0: And, and, and it you is say that that can welcome
1: you into the eternal homes.
0: And you and, say that in part because the the words here, that second one, means a home that's much more of a, the sort of thing where you can't hang on to you can't.
1: worldly you goods. You got to have the bare minimum. So, the, the important things and, you know, let go of the.
0: I still don't really get how that. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and what you're saying is consistent with. What I understand about the economy of God's kingdom as opposed to our economy. Mm-hmm. But how does th- how do you get that from this language or this well, parable? I don't because
1: re- the only way I could get there was reading it in the Greek <laughs> And uh, I mean, like I said, there's just nobody that quite knows what this is. Another way you could possibly read it, I think, and one that a few of the commentaries I looked at pointed to is that it's a, a move away on the part of the dishonest manager from having transactional relationships to a relationship that is truly relational. Except right? it's so, not.
0: It's not because it's still based on what he is doing for them. Right. Um, he is cutting the debts they owe. Yeah. So it's, transa- it's even more transactional than it would have been before. I just... Well, his
1: hope is his hope is that there will be relationship afterwards. So that's the point.
0: So my, but still, he's buying it. You know, it's like if I give you, if I share my lunch with you every day, well, maybe you'll. And,
1: and, and frankly, from a legal stance, it's theft.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, it's it's, it's hard, a weird thing. It's hard to unless, as manager, he had the authority to reduce people's debts if they couldn't pay. Mm-hmm. But you, we don't know that. But I just. I wonder if this is some um, sort of well-known parable or something that people already knew. That yeah. that
1: something something that makes sense in the society that, instead of
0: because if or it's, it's like absurd for us because we
1: are just such a transactional society.
0: Well, part of what's funny there's some language in here that makes me think of how people talk about um, hipsters. Um, like, where's the children of light? Oh, here. <laughs> And the master, even this makes no sense to me. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. Like, what the heck is that? But part of this sounds like what people say about, like, hipsters or teenagers. Oh, you know the teenagers. They deal with their own generation. They get their own people differently than we do. You know, that... Mm -hmm. I don't even understand how that flows from this. And who are the children of light?
1: In the end, it gets all all flipped over, right? You can't serve two masters.
0: So... You can't serve God. If we just... So here's a lesson for those loyal listeners who still hung with us. There are things that just don't make a lot of sense and people struggle with them. And, excuse me, this is one of those... This is one of those stories.
1: Yeah. This is categorically regarded as the hardest parable on which to preach. But... 'Cause it's so weird.
0: It is. But we could just completely preach a sermon on you can't serve two masters. And we do. You can't serve God and wealth. And then people right. do a word study on the word wealth, which is really mammon, which means sort of more like excess wealth or luxury or something. Yeah. Um but you could even just leave it as wealth. When the the when money and God pull you in two different directions. You can't win both. You can't, you got to choose. And that's a really, that's hard to preach. But that's not hard to preach because it doesn't make sense. It's hard to preach because it's hard to live.
1: In the words of Bob Dylan, everybody's going to have to serve somebody.
0: (laughs) If nothing else, if nothing else, you got Bob Dylan. Oh my God, we have music. um, Oh God, what's that song about walking on the sun? We could totally edit into this. This week has a soundtrack. And, and we got to find it
1: somebody.
0: um so one thing to take from this whole discussion is that there really are things in the bible that people struggle with and if you try to think that the bible is oh, like a phone only book, a few things though oh my god so much <laughs> if you try, if you think that it's something like you can just look it up like phone numbers man you ro- yeah. i mean you're wrong and but one you know one thing i can pull out of this is that last part rings very true and it's really hard. You can't serve both God and wealth. Yeah. You when when they call right. you, you know, there are times when it will when it will overlap, and you get paid to work right. in a church or.
1: And and the other thing is always look at the context, right? Because this follows immediately after the parable of the prodigal son. So you know.
0: But see, I still can't. I still can't make it figure out any sense. I still can't. Yeah. I even in a even when we acknowledge that God's economy in God's economy as opposed to ours, where where the last will be first and the first will be last, and there's no scarcity, and people are willing to 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 serve, to be servants instead of trying to take their their place of honor. Um, I still don't understand why it's okay for the... I mean, from the perspective of the people whose debts have been reduced... It's a good day. I, it is a good day. And... Yeah. I think they'll be the people for whom I do a blessing, but I still don't understand. Yeah. Um, so uh, should we do a, a quick Lectio? Let's maybe? do a quick lectio. Should we do it on, on Jeremiah instead of the gospel? Or
1: I don't know. You choose. Uh, I just kind of figured you spent your entire sabbatical figuring out what we we're going to Lectio on today.
0: I did. I spent no. an entire three months um, just thinking yeah. about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay hit me is the Lord not in Zion is the Lord not in Zion is the Lord not in Zion Hmm. so the first step of Lectio is to describe what it actually is in this context and we've said that before this is Jeremiah crying out um, when as you say that you can hear the Babylonian army coming on the horizon, they're past the tipping point and there's no hope so what what sticks out for you? Uh,
1: not in Zion.
0: Mm-hmm. Say more.
1: So Zion, you know the the promised land, um, the mount on which the temple stands, and the temple is the house of God in which God dwells. So this is you know the the glory of God is 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 no longer in the temple, huh. no longer among the people, and just the uh, the anguish that that has to mean.
0: So. I think right away that this is essentially a question people ask all the time now. Yeah. Is God even real? What? It's, where is it's God? The,
1: right. It's the cry of abandonment from the cross, too. Yeah. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. Where are you?
0: I mean, it echoes throughout the world. Everywhere there's suffering or everywhere that moment has come, that reckoning. Yeah. So um, what does that bring us to? Like what... Um, I mean, I actually am, am sort of moved by this because Jeremiah, Jeremiah's is grief. God has left the building. Right. It's not that God doesn't exist. It's not that God's being unjust. It's that the people were so wrong. The people were so wrong. They provoked God with their images and with their foreign idols. They turned away from God. They, they didn't listen to the prophets over and over and over again. And so God has, has no choice there is no other way to save the people except to let them die.
1: To let them hit the rock bottom.
0: And this is not a statement of disbelief. In some ways, it's actually a statement of hope. I say this now as a Christian who sees this pattern of life, death, resurrection, mm-hmm. That, or, or even borrowing from the 12-step. The bottom is a place where you can begin to rebuild. And, And there's something that's kind of touching to me about this because it doesn't it doesn't really Jeremiah Denver believes there's never a sense in Jeremiah that he thinks God is gone forever. God has just moved on to make room for what has to come.
1: The thing I love about it is that it's just so it's just so relatable, right? Mm-hmm. In any one of us who've gone through something terrible in life and very few of us get through life without having Yeah, that rock bottom happen. feeling. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you know, it is not necessarily even always something that we deserve because of our actions, but sometimes it just happens. Right? That's just the way life works. Um, but just to know that this is, this is a place where people have been before, but God restored.
0: Yeah, the story continues. The story is not Always. over.
1: And, and, in the, and for each of us when we're in this place, the story is not over. Mm-hmm. There, is, there is going to be a restoration. It's going to be a life that's not like the life you had before. Right. And you have to be willing to let that die in order for there to be the resurrection into the new life that is to come and grieving that old life is part of the process it's part of the the cry of abandonment but when we live through that moment and come out of that moment maybe not immediately maybe not in a week or a month or a year but one day there will be a restoration into something new if you stick with it
0: so there's a famous story of a professor at vts whose son died Mm, and yeah. he said at one point, I have been to the bottom and it holds. This is where we are in this story. The bottom, but it holds. And as you say, Tim, you're not alone there. People almost a- almost every, every human
1: person that has ever been and ever will be mm-hmm. is gonna be at that bottom right. with you at one point.
0: And and God is in this, maybe not visible. But God is in this, is in this pattern of, in this pattern of sometimes something has to die to make room for what's coming. So what's...
1: What's your blessing?
0: I think I'm going to go, I mean, I think, I guess maybe I'm going to combine the two, the two readings, because I know there are people, I know the, I mean, on the one hand, we've got an economy that's supposedly so strong, but you know what? I know people who are looking for jobs,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I know people... Who can't find a job that's that's actually enough money to help them live?
1: Right, and I know so many people with so many side hustles right oh,
0: now. Oh my God, and people with so so many student loans. Mm-hmm. So medical debt. Right. So my prayer is for those people, like the ones the Dishonored Steward goes to, who cuts their their debt. My prayer is for those who find themselves in debt, who, who are vulnerable to those who own them. For some people, they may be facing bankruptcy or something, or they have no job and they feel like they're at the bottom. What I do know is that in God's economy, you are seen, you are more precious. God sides with you over the rich, that God will make a way out of no way. And I just think more and more in our economy, we're going to have the more people, you know, it's like, I don't know, something like 20 people in the United States own more than half of the country. Yeah. We're in it together, those of us who aren't the 1%. And thankfully, the people who are the 1%, some of them are wonderful people who are trying to, trying to be generous and help create a new way of being where people aren't exploited. But my prayers for those who are exploited or made vulnerable by debt or poverty, that you would know you're not alone and that God will make a way out of no way. What's yours?
1: Uh, It's along those lines, but really, um, it's particularly for the ones that are sitting at the bottom of that deep well Mm. of despair. And my prayer is that they can feel all around them, all the souls who have been there before them and who made it out.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: And to know that they will be a time of restoration.
0: Yeah. And you know what? And And we should... There, there is a bomb in Gilead. It's a beautiful hymn. Google it if you find yourself there.
1: It's a spiritual, yep.
0: It is a beautiful spiritual from the African-American community who certainly knew what it was like to be in an economy that was just about oppression and where they needed to find a way out of no way. Um, okay, so uh, I guess that's it for our first episode back after our sabbatical.
1: And, Hi, everybody, and bye, yeah. everybody. Well,
0: have a great time in Turkey. Thank you. And um, come back with lots of new stories. Yeah. Don't have, have... A,
1: have a great time. Thanks. Have a great time with my I wife know. in the next I few love episodes. Your wife.
0: Um, you know, I love her I too. No, she's the best.
1: Uh, and I think everybody else is going to love her yeah. too.
0: All right. Well, then um, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. You know what? It would, would be great is if we could have some fresh ratings or reviews on iTunes mm-hmm. to show iTunes that we're also back. And you could share it with a friend if you like what you hear. Share it with a friend. Let them know we're back.
1: Or share it with 10.
0: Yeah. 10 friends. Right. Yeah. 10 dishonored <laughs> <Okay>. stewards.
1: <laughs> Find 12. Yeah. And then have them go out into the world.
0: <laughs> Being dishonest with their wealth or their other people's well, I wealth. I
1: wasn't going to go that way. What was
0: it that we're supposed to do? We're supposed that's... to be dishonest. I wasn't
1: talking about Judas.
0: Uh, shrewd shrewd be shrewd For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation all right well we'll see you next week not you tim because you'll be in turkey Try. all right bye bye, bye now.